0: You well, know, I think most people are very good at wishing there's something instead of understanding who they are. Delusion. People are so aspirationally delusional; they're not practical. They're ideological. This is the Gary Vee audio experience. And so, I think it's emotion. Ultimately, it's emotion. I I never get upset at at any of my employees I'm not even kidding I really don't like I'm just, I'm like I'm trying to fix the problem that is created by a situation that you would normally be upset with but like when people want an employee to care about their business as much as the person cares about it I like laugh at that like you know like I, I just or when people want to be a developer and a coder but they don't have the discipline to sit in front of a computer for an hour, but it's a trend, or, or an eSports star, or whatever it may be, people are unbelievably good at making pretend, uh, usually manifested, it's really wild shit to watch, it's insecurity that is then manifested into delusion, which leads to dramatic unhappiness. I think the biggest thing, and you said it earlier, like lean into your introvertness. I just believe in that, like figure out who the fuck you are Get real quiet and don't hear another word from anybody else and do that. You will always do that best. Now, some people like myself are disproportionately lucky that the thing they love, they're also good at. People here are really good at something and could make a lot of money if that's what they choose to but they don't love it or they could love something quite a bit but it doesn't make as much money and it's sad for me to watch so many people pick the first one because for some reason that is where society has been over the last 200 years and putting a value prop on that, I am unbelievably passionate to use my awareness globally to continue to start changing the conversation to happiness over money. Because, thank you bro, because I think the interesting thing, I like this dude. Because I think the interesting thing is We're just starting to get into a very important conversation which is mental health. Mental health is gonna be an incredible conversation for the next hundred years and it's gonna really help our society. I'm gonna give you a preview, I will make a prediction. If you play the chess moves out of this conversation of mental health, we're gonna get into such better places of much more authentic conversations. For example, I'm very excited to see the day when a couple gets together and has an authentic conversation with each other of who should go work and who should stay home or should they both stay home or should they both work. We, 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 we put the past on a pedestal, right? I'm excited about people realizing, wait a minute, we can, I can be so happy earning 88000 a year or miserable earning two thirty If I just live strategically and not worry about what people think at 88, I can be happy as fuck. I mean, it's just crazy town. This is interesting. It links to the next question because if you look at your life, so the we- you're very committed to your family for weekends. So you're at home for the weekend. Yes. Then you get to Australia where you do three shows. You yes. come to Auckland today yes. to do a show tonight. You go back home. So you're at home for the weekend because yes. that's your priority Yes. because you're putting your family and your happiness first. That and garage sales. Yeah. <laughs> but Gary, Amar wants to know, so where the fuck do you find your energy? What's your motivation? What drives you? And I didn't say the F word. It's written there. I'm just I, quoting. I, um, I find it from a lot of places. So I think I am, I am trying to figure it out, but my current belief is that I have this incredibly interesting mixture of gratitude and guilt. I'm unbelievably driven by those two Gs. I'm unbelievably grateful for what I have for a lot of reasons. Forget about any of the success or the fame or whatever it is, I'm grateful for the fact that both my parents lost one of their, my mom lost her mom at six, right? And my dad lost his dad at 15, and they were born in the Soviet Union during the prime of it. A miserable fucking place. Seriously. Both my grandfathers, my one grandfather spent 10 years in jail because he was Jewish. That's just how they did it. Like, I'm grateful. I got to go to America, like, during An amazing era for America. Like that, what, you know, people talk about, I hate using the word luck because I think losing players use it as an excuse. But there's so much you're not in control of. You can only play the hand you were dealt. And the greatest hand I was dealt was I was given two parents that are completely different with two very different skill sets, and they parented me out of the serendipity of how our family life was where the best thing I could have had happened which was the first 10 to 15 years of my life, my mom was the only parent in my life because my dad worked all the time. And so none of his insecurities and negativity and just emotional shortcomings ever hit my radar. And all the positivity and optimism and practicality and, and, and la- inability to complain and accountability, like my mom instilled that into me. Then when I was 14 and I had to work at my dad's store every weekend, my dad eliminated all my bullshit. I walked into my dad's store as a 14-year-old completely full of shit. I'm serious, I would lie to sell something every second of my life. And because he was so tough and just hated, he hated lying, he hates embellishment, let alone lying. And so he systematically took that out of me And so like if you even think about if you like, how many people here, this is gonna be great, how many people here when they first saw me on the internet thought I was completely full of shit or disliked me? Own it, raise your hands, right? So, fuck. (laughs) No, I'm super aware, that was actually less than I thought it was gonna be. (laughs) You are nice people. I understand it quite a bit because I actually deeply understand that the way I communicate and all that sizzle is actually authentically there. It was that I systematically got very fortunate that it was taken out of me, and then, you know, a million different things. So, nonetheless, I'm unbelievably grateful. Uh, and so my gratitude drives me. I also am very aware of my, the things that I, listen, one thing that I think works for me is it's really authentic, meaning like I only talk about shit I believe and I only give advice that I've actually taken. It's super easy to tell kids to be patient. Guys, I worked 15 hours a day in a liquor store from 22 years old to 34 years old, 12 years, including Saturdays. I never paid myself more than $100,000 a year I built a business from three to $60 million. I built it on my back. Of course my dad did it with me, but it was, I was the operator. And then I left at 34 years old owning none of it. Because it's all still under my dad's name. Zero. And I had a star, Vayner VaynerMedia, Vay, like, I love when people are like, well, don't listen to him. He was given $3 million or given a st-. I wasn't. People just don't know my story. If I was given all that stuff or I had all money, I wouldn't have started VaynerMedia out of Buddy Media's conference room. I had no money at 33 years old, so much so that I didn't even get our own office because I wanted to save money. So it's real easy for me to tell, you know people, like, when you're successful and you're giving advice, people are like, easy for you to say. So you're right, easy for me to say because I fucking lived it. And so, um, yeah, I, I, to me it's just gratitude. I'm gonna leave you to the stage. No, you're not allowed to go. I'm gonna go and have a break. You you got your joke. Let me me ask a question. How how many people here would like to just continue with Q&A instead of all the stuff that they can watch on YouTube? Raise your hands. And how many want me to just go into a keynote? All right, fuck. (laughs) It's like 50-50. All right, here's what I'm gonna do. Do Do you guys have the ability to get some runners? Can I bounce around? Cool, so I'm gonna talk a little bit about some themes I'm seeing, but then also, if, you know, maybe in like five or seven minutes I'll bring up like if you have a question at any point, raise your hands and we'll just fucking, you guys interested in hacking a little bit? Yeah. Cool. So, DRock, big shout out to you. You're exactly right. <laughs> you, guys, you guys have no idea why actually. What, the reason I just gave him that shout out is as some of you may know because you watch them, I have an interesting keynote style, speaking style because it's all improv. It tends to like build up. Right, like it starts off and it builds up and the momentum of the talk and your energy and I build and it always finishes stronger. But I'm so passionate about Q&A. I love it so much because it's contextual. It allows me to give you, like, so how many people here have followed me for more than five years? Raise your hands. So for all of you, like that's the best shit because it's the place that actually allows me to go somewhere else that I've never shared before because I'm a human too and I go into the patterns of what I believe. Um, So D-Rock's like, why don't in New Zealand, why don't we start with Q and A? It's gonna put your energy better. You were absolutely right, D-Rock. You're not just handsome, you're fucking smart. (laughs) Um, Look, I think the thing that I, there's a couple things that I wanna talk about. First, there's so much abundance and opportunity that it's probably the thing that I wanna start with. I'm, please leave here today understanding that not a single person's success comes out of your expense please get that out of your mind in any shape or form because there's just so much abundance. There's so much opportunity in an internet mature world that it's kind of scary. It's actually scary how, as a matter of fact, the jokes I keep making about garage sales is I'm doing it just to show people, like I'm trying to eliminate every fucking excuse on earth. To me, like to me complaining is genuinely the greatest poison of all time. Like, if you're in a mindset where you're looking for no, you've already lost. Like, I mean, even in these, just obviously it's very on my mind, even in these garage sale videos, I go in the comments, I read. People are like, yeah, whatever Gary Vee, between eBay fees and shipping, you didn't make any money. And then I go in there and I'm like, hey, Charlie face 47. (laughs) When you buy something for a dollar and you sell it for 20, even with the fees and the shipping, yes, I made 13.60. People are looking for no. People are looking for no. Do you know why I lose all the time? I only look for yes. Do you know why everyone's petrified when I hire someone? Because I'm just like, you're hired. (laughs) Guys, I've hired thousands of people (laughs) over the last 20 years. I've never looked at a resume. Just. D Rock's very, watch, you know, we have a very small team where we curate a lot of stuff that goes to Boehner, and he gets mad at me these days because he's an OG now, and he's, he gets mad when I hire these random kids. And by the way, I hire them from the street. <laughs> like, just so you know how it actually goes down, this is real. Like, you can go look, look at D Rock in the back, this is real. The last kid I hired, I did it in the street. Kid rolls up, I'm like, you're fucking hired. <laughs> and D Rock's like, fuck. But then in my mind, I laugh because I'm like, D Rock, that's how you got hired, dick. <laughs> Abundance is real. There's so much opportunity. Please try to go into the yes business. You're in the no business because you grew up in a pessimistic environment. Whether it was the neighborhood you grew up in, your older sibling, most likely either your father or mother, you're in the business to say no, why not? You're so scared to get tricked by something or look bad to others, your cynicism or no-ness protects your insecurity. The reason I say yes to everything is because I don't give a fuck what any person in this room thinks about my shortcomings or losses. So much so I don't care about what my wife, kids, or parents think about my shortcomings and losses. The reason I'm so light as a feather is I genuinely don't value another human being's opinion more than I value my own about myself because I have all the context. I know what my, do you know how easy it is when your intent is good? Do Do you know why I film everything? I'm not scared of anything. I have good intent. Do you know why I don't sell products or things that nature? It's because I don't need to. I make my money in different businesses. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Everybody can do whatever they want. If you know that your intent is good, it's easy. Even I think about weird shit, guys. I think about like, what if I hit somebody when I was driving? What if I killed somebody? This is the shit that goes through my head. What if I'm driving and I kill somebody because they jumped out? I wasn't paying attention. Or worst. You know, and this is what I re- why I really stopped texting and driving even a little bit. I'm like, what if that happened? And it's crazy w- the way I play chess in my head. It would obviously change the course of my life and devastate me, but it's incredible why there's still this little voice in my head that still makes it not okay, but boy, do I give a fuck about intent. It's incredible how much I navigate everything based on intent. I will let everything, right D-Rock, we talked about the other day about like how I manage. I, I don't get down on anybody, I, I don't scream at, and If your intent is good, it's all okay. If I don't think you're capable, I'll fire you and try to help you get another job. And I'm being dead serious, I do it all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm unbelievably always so passionate about intent. If your intent is good, you're good with me forever, period. And, and so there's just so much good and opportunity right this minute and the current mainstream media globally is just talking about so much bad. Bad sells in the short term. Good always wins in the end. It's just true. You know, I hate things like nice guys finish last. Where? It's just not true. Nice guys might be losing at halftime, but they win the game. Nice guys always win. It's just so crazy, all this fodder in the system that isn't true, all the faking it till you make it as a fashion brand that's a clean, or at what every single fucking 23 year old male in the world is doing, which is fronting on Instagram because boys want girls, you know? And so like, I'm just unbelievably passionate in trying to, what I realized about myself was, oh shit, The reason I won and I'm good is I've never played in the vortex. I've never played in the actual rules of life. I was an F student when every immigrant was supposed to be an A student because education was the way out. I launched an e-commerce wine business in 1996. Right, like that wasn't, I have a fucking sneaker. Thanks for wearing them. (laughs) Like I've always done things that don't make sense I play outside of the actual game and that has been where all my happiness has come from and so many things have become obvious to me by playing outside of the rules. Playing outside of the rules is the best and that's where I want people to understand we are pandering to so many things that just aren't true. They're just not true. And so my biggest thing is the greatest gift ever is actually having a life. There's nothing anybody in this room, including myself, will ever do that's anywhere close to as remarkable as actually being a human being. The math is so absurd, you're literally more likely to get hit by lightning 23 times than be alive. Like, your mom might have just got up for another glass of wine. (laughs) Like, do you understand how ludicrously lucky you are? You could have been a fucking tree. Like, we are, we are just, we just, what is very obvious to me is that my perspective on life is just fundamentally different, and now what I'm passionate about is putting it out there at scale, free, forever, and trying to change people's perspective on this because watching everybody navigate right now and do things, and I watch it all the time, like, you can't imagine how upset I am about the current state of entrepreneurship. The thing that put me on the thing that I've always been my whole life, right? Like literally, that's right, like turn off the lights, I'm pissed. (laughs) That was good, that was good work, fix it, go back. The best part is somebody probably just leaned on it, which I always think is, (laughs) I always think that's the funniest shit. And they're like fucking scared, like oh fuck. Um, Like entrepreneurship right now is so misbranded, it's so fun, it's fun to watch because there's nothing wrong and I, I love that it got cool and listen, Very few people have benefited more from it becoming cool than me, but it is not the purity of what I love. Right now, everybody wants to be an entrepreneur, which is very, do you know how hard it is to be a successful entrepreneur? Like, the problem with entrepreneurship is it's different than sports and the arts. If you suck at singing, you get exposed immediately. If you suck at sports, you get exposed immediately on entrepreneurship, you put it in your Instagram profile and you get away with it for three years. (laughs) And so I'm very, very much passionate right now to change people's perspective and then after their perspective is changed and they actually are running a marathon because they're gonna live for 40, 50, 70, 100 more years, and they have so much more time than they think, when they stop worrying about other people's judgment, literally the majority of this room, look, if you're at this conference, it is highly likely that you're you're living your life based on somebody else's opinion. It's crazy. It's super real. I'm telling you, it's super real. You might not even realize you're doing it. It's almost like subconscious bias. Like you're doing behaviors based on the outward facade. Do you know how many, again, and just it's a great time for this because it's happening. Do you know how many of my fancy friends have texted me and called me in the last three weeks about this whole garage sale thing? They feel bad for me. (laughs) I'm being serious. They're like, what are you doing? Like, my one friend was like, this is just a a funny text, and I laughed at it myself. He's like, uh, bro, eight hours ago, you were with the president and in a super high-level discussion, and this morning, you're buying teddy bears off people's lawns. (laughs) And I wrote back, swag. <laughs> but it's interesting for me to see people see me from their eyes contextual. It makes me realize, oh shit, they value the, they, they value the, the market. They value the, the opinions of others. They, they feel bad for me because they think it's hurting my brand. It's a very important thing to get around. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna transition now tactically. The reason I said all that is Here's the tactical thing that I'd like to talk about. If you are not producing 100 pieces of content for Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, podcast, every single day, you are leaving the greatest opportunity in the world on the table. 100. 100. That's a fuckload. (laughs) Let me tell you why. If I said you had unlimited money, and you could go to the beachfront property all across this world, and buy it all up for a penny on the dollar 112 years ago, would you do it? The answer is yes. The number one asset for this room, regardless of what you do, you sell sneakers, you're in the fitness industry, you're a financial advisor, you're in real estate, you sell donuts, whatever you do, you're trying to run for mayor, you're trying to cure cancer. The number one thing that binds everybody in this room is that we all need the other person's attention before we can tell them what we want from them. Attention is the singular asset. It is the singular fucking asset. And right now, the attention of the world sits in mobile devices at scale. And there's only seven or eight places that we really consume content. You have to figure out how to send your message to the world in written, audio, and video content. Now at first, you have to pick what you're good at before you can afford a huge team that does what I do, which is convert all my video into written form and audio and video. At first, you have to rely on can you do video yourself? Are you a great writer? Are you introverted and want to do a podcast because you don't like seeing yourself on video? I don't care, but you have to start talking. I want to leave this conference and get some people here to start posting 100 pieces of content a day. Maybe 52 of those are just single tweets, maybe 26 of them are Instagram stories, I'm serious and I'm also quite knowledgeable that most people here haven't posted 100 pieces of unique quality content this year. So imagine how fucked I think you really are. (laughs) I mean it, the opportunity is remarkable. There's so much opportunity. Everything that you're seeing happen in society, the people that are getting voted in, the people that are building big companies, the celebrities that are changing in society, the people that are changing the world with positive or negative impact, everything's playing out in one place, the internet. And the internet breaks down into like seven or 10 meaningful sites. Right now, the information sits on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, it's not super complicated. What's complicated is getting good at communicating on it. It's a skill. You have to respect the context You have to make 100 pieces of content, here's why. You wanna sell a home, you make one video, do you think that every woman and every man in here are gonna see it the same way? Do you think a 22-year-old woman who makes 100,000 a year is gonna see it the same way that a 49-year-old woman with two kids that makes 47,000 a year? We have these platforms that let us target people at a specific level that we've never seen before at scale. Anything you want to say to the world, you should minimally say it 13 times because you have to context the audience that's seeing it. You have to say, when I do things globally, when I make a video and I say, hey Mexico, uh, you need to think about how you're doing influencer marketing. If I do that versus, hey, you need to think about how you're doing influencer marketing and I post it to people in Mexico, it disproportionately does better. Not only do you have to make 100 pieces of content, you have to make 500 different segmentations in media and run it. Here's the good news. Everything I just said sounds hard as fucking tedious as shit, right? But here's the secret. Everything great should be hard. Like, like if you want to reap the massive benefits of this golden era, you should put in the work. Facebook and Instagram ads in this market specifically and in Australia and in Southeast Asia is remarkably underpriced. Every single person here should be running Facebook and Instagram ads, regardless of what your business is, B2B, 60-year-old target, you have to understand, you have to make it work for your audience. When you make a video, my highest conversion rates right now are on Facebook individuals that are 55 to 75. Why? Because they go through their feed slower because they're old. (laughs) Being serious. It's not, you know, like, it's just true, which is great. Fonts big biggest shit. <laughs> it just, wor- I mean, it's where their attention is. It's, your grandma's on Facebook. She's spewing her political views and throwing up photos from 1937, it's fucking amazing. I, I really, really want to leave here with two core things. One, get people in the framework of understanding what's actually happening, which is this will go away. This amazing era will go away. It did before. I built my dad's business on email and Google AdWords. I had no money. Like, I didn't raise capital. I didn't hit the lottery. I had no money. We had a business doing $3.6 million in sales, $3.8 million in sales on 10% gross profit. $380,000 before expenses. I built it from three to 60 in five and a half years. How? Perfect execution. Why? because I had a moment in time. This is where you can't control things. My career started just as email and Google AdWords were starting to really matter. Everybody else looked at the past and put print and radio and billboards and direct mail on a pedestal. I looked at what people were actually doing, which was people were actually opening email and starting to search on Google. I played, I ate shit, made mistakes, made mistakes, hit pay dirt, and changed the course of my life. The next time I saw it, I did it even smarter. Instead of selling more wine, I decided to invest in the companies that I thought would change the world. The first three investments I made were Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr. Jesus is right, bro. (laughs) And so what's crazy, though, is with all that money that I made, I love practitionership, I love this game. Instead of raising a $500 million fund and getting paid a ton of money just to take meetings, regardless if I made good decisions or not, I decided to eat shit and build a client service agency to build an ultimate marketing machine to take advantage of this. This is, guys, I am not a public speaker. I public speak. I public speak, but I'm not a public speaker for a living. I run a company. I always say, watch what I do, not what I say. Watch what I do, not what I say. The hell am I doing running a 900 person company focused on all the shit that I'm talking about right now? Not doing it for my health. You know how much it sucks to have clients? (laughs) Especially when you're rich as fuck. Because you're like, why am I even doing this? I'm doing it because the opportunity is so absurd professionally. It's so absurd. So I'm desperate. I'm desperate for everybody here to understand that they're a media company. That you should be putting out content. Not commercials, information. Not commercials, information. Put out all your best advice for free, you will make way more money than holding it in for the people that pay you. Let me say it, nice and fucking slow for the people in the back. (laughs) Put out all your best information for free and watch how your business grows because there is so much abundance. For the 39 people that decide not to pay you because they got what they needed from the free content, there's another thousand that now want to pay you out of the gratitude gratitude and guilt that you provided for them. It's true. Now, now that's a model that works for people that are more talented. Like talent is a variable. And every and by the way you do whatever you want. I begrudge no style execution. I have no judgment for how people make their money. I'm just talking about what happens when something like the internet comes along and the real estate is super cheap. The attention of humans right now is the same way I feel about Manhattan 300 years ago. It was a good deal. That's it. And people are gonna mass it and have it and they're gonna be able to monetize on it forever. And that is what the big opportunity is. And the execution within it is very, very simple. The reason I don't want to spend as much time with it, but I'm happy to do it in Q&A and start raising your hands. So like raise your hands if you have a question, we'll start going around. The reason I don't want to go deep into the execution is because you have something called Google. Like how do I run an Instagram ad in New Zealand for a lawyer, enter, there's a fucking result. (laughs) Right, so it's the thesis It's the mindset of, like, I want, the reason I started with, so many of you are not posting. So many of you posted once, somebody said something nasty, and you stopped posting. I need to get you out of that. Because if I don't, then you won't post. And then the game is over. Like, how to post, your talent is your talent. If you have nothing good to say, it's only gonna play out so much. But if you're not even starting, it's game over. So you need to understand why you're not posting and you need to understand what's actually happening right now. This is the single greatest era to be a human being ever. You need to take advantage of it. If you're not winning during this era, we got big fucking problems. It's real good. It just is. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) have a great day